Hello, my name is Matthew Boyd. I'm one of the leaders at Christ Church. It's great that you can join us at our Christmas Eve service. Uh, it's been such an amazing time. Um, what's been a challenging year um, for all of us, uh, I, I briefly want to um, bring a few thoughts for us to consider. Um, it's so easy for us to lose uh, sight of these uh, amazing truths. Uh, in the past services, we've reflected on God's promises um, and that he always keeps them. And the passage that uh, we have heard from Isaiah really shows us that God really keeps his promises. This passage is from, um, like I said, the prophet Isaiah, and it's been delivered to his people 700 years before Jesus uh, was born. Um, the people of Israel um, wanted to be sustained in their dark times. They wanted hope for the future. Um, they were looking forward to the future king. And this is what the prophet Isaiah told them. And we just heard those amazing words, like I said. So what I want to do today is just reflect on those just for about 10 minutes. We'll briefly consider two points from the passages. First, the first point is that Jesus is willing. And the second point is that Jesus gives us hope. So that's it. So if you want to just sit back and, and just let's reflect on those two points together. I pray you find them useful. So first of all, Jesus is willing. I want to start with an illustration. Um, most of you will know about the tragic situation that's, uh, that's happened with Rob Burroughs, the former uh, Leeds Rhinos player. Um, he retired in 2017. Rob is my age. Uh, I actually played rugby against him when he played for Travellers in Featherstone. And um, he was briefly um, a coach. Um, well, I, I was coached by him briefly when I was at Aquaf, but I was way too unfit to carry on uh, there. So, um, so, so I know him. And when I did speak to him, you know, he was a great guy, just really nice guy. He was well respected. Last December, this time last year, he was diagnosed with um, motor neuron disease, MND. It's a degenerative condition that affects how the nerves in the brain function. And it's been devastating to see, but it's been so positive and upbeat. It's been, um, it's been a real role model, really. The public outpouring of affection has been uh, fantastic and staggering. But one thing caught my eye, um, and it's been a recent um, story, and it's about his friend, um, Kevin Sinfield. He played rugby uh, alongside him, and he recently has raised money for MND. And what he has done, he's decided to run seven marathons in seven days. Seven marathons in seven days. That is, that is a, a staggering thing to do. Um, and something which, you know, he found challenging, but it kept on pushing through. And it's just been uh, quite inspirational to see. In a news report, Rob said something that really made me think as he responded to um, Kevin's um, kindness to him. He said, everybody needs a friend like Kev. And I thought, that, what, an, what an interesting statement to say. What a, what a right thing to say, really. Everyone does need a friend like Kev. Everyone, you know, 
need someone. Can you imagine if we all had people who struggled on our behalf, who put themselves on the line for us, who came out of their comfort zone, who did things on our behalf, who was willing to sacrifice? Everyone does need a friend like that. And you might think, well, that's all well and good, but what has that got to do with the Christmas story? This Christmas Eve. Because this act, for me, it reminds us that we all need someone who is willing to struggle on our behalf. We're desperately in need of someone who is willing to put themselves on the line on our behalf. For us, for to us, a child is born. For to us, a saviour is given. A willing saviour is born to rescue us because we cannot rescue ourselves. Jesus was willing to leave the splendour of eternity to come into a broken, groaning world. We just read from Colossians as well. One of my favourite verses in the Bible where it says, Jesus, the Son, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus is adored and worshipped by billions of angels. All authority is his. He is supreme. He knows all. He sees all. He sees everything. He's in complete control. He is God. Isaiah saw Jesus in all his glory, and what he saw terrified him. It terrified him because we are not meant to see Jesus in all his glory. If we saw Jesus, if Jesus came into your living room now in all his glory, we would not survive. Isaiah saw a glimpse in this, and he recorded this in chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, where it says, In the year where King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and a train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each six wings, with two wings they covered their face, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And God was willing to leave all of that to become a baby, a vulnerable baby. He was born into struggle. He wasn't born in a palace, but a dirty, smelly stable full of animal dung. And he was born in a feeding trough. Jesus' first smell wasn't the smell of sweet-smelling oils or baby talc. He didn't have the comfort of a hospital bed or the nurses around him. His first smell was animal smells and everything that comes with it. He came into a world which was broken, messy, and dark. Paul describes this perfectly in Philippians 2, 5, 8. 
have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus emptied himself to become one of us. Just let that sink in. He fully emptied himself to become like you and me. He humbled himself for us. He died on the cross for us. The one who is worthy of human worship was willing to endure human rejection. Why? Because for us to have a relationship with the God of the universe, for us to have a relationship with the God who made all things, for us to have hope in the world, for us to have real joy and peace in the darkest of God times, God, Emmanuel, has to be with us. We need saving. We need help. I think we can all agree that we need help. We need help from someone outside of this world who has ultimate authority above all things. We need someone who can come into this mess and take care of it and clean it up. This isn't new. It's just that it's been more clearly on display more than ever in my lifetime. We need someone with supreme authority, who is the king of kings, to come into this mess and help to clear it up. 2020 has taught us something really, really clearly. We are not in control. We are not. And that is more evident than ever. We need someone to come from outside and come to sort this mess out because there's evidence we cannot do it on our own. We all need someone who's willing to struggle on our behalf. We celebrate Christmas because that is exactly what has happened. These times are not unprecedented for God. The world was messed up when Jesus was born, and it is as messed up now. For us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. This Christmas, let's celebrate and rejoice and give thanks that a willing saviour is born to rescue us because we cannot rescue ourselves. Not just Christmas, but the entire redemptive story relies on the humble, eternal willingness of Jesus. One of my favorite quotes, and I've used it before, one of my favorite quotes from The Dark Knight Rises is when Chief Commissioner Gordon, when he says to someone, I hope that when you're in a mess, you have a good friend, like I did, who plunged his hands into the filth just to keep my hand clean. Here is the hope, and here is the thought I want to end with. You have access to someone who is a good friend, the best friend, but he's the one and only true king and has complete authority. He has plunged not just his hands, but his whole self into the mess of this world.
he plunges himself into our lives, warts and all, and he's willing to walk alongside us. He's willing to battle on your behalf against evil. He's willing to teach you. He's willing to supply all of your spiritual needs. He's willing to be faithful when we are not. He's willing to give you strength when you're weak. He's willing to comfort you. He's willing to do everything necessary to feed, guide, and sustain you for the rest of your life. Why? So you can keep your hands clean. So we can keep our hands clean. So you can have a perfect relationship with God because someone was willing to struggle on our behalf. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Prince of Peace, a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. We hope that you have an amazing Christmas. And we pray and hope that you can truly rejoice that Jesus was willing to come to this earth. He was born and he rescues us to give us real life, real joy and real peace in the most challenging of times. Please message the church if you have any questions or you want to explore more. We would love to hear from you.